I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I have tried to record this episode four times now and my mic hasn't worked or something kind of didn't work on my computer. It's like, okay, last episode of 2020, let's wrap this year up. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong, I was madly in love, the kids were great, but as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard, but each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. I am kidding. I am kidding. I am being a little dramatic. I actually did not hate 2020. Actually, wait, I didn't even welcome you to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the last episode of 2020. And yeah, like I just said, I didn't hate 2020. Um, I hated that my mic wouldn't work a little while ago. That was really freaking annoying, but I didn't hate 2020. I am pumped for new year, not because I am sad to see 2020 go or happy to see 2020 go, if that makes sense. Just because I feel like I don't know. I love a new year. I love a clean slate. I love a fresh organizer. And I learned so many lessons about myself and my business and my relationships and what's important to me in 2020. And I just feel like, you know, we can take all the things that we learned during this crazy, stressful, whatever time and use them. So I'm pumped. But yeah, that was kind of an unorganized intro. I'm sitting here with a cup of hot water and lemon. Darren is at hockey. The kids are with their mom. Reese is sleeping. So I figured I would bang out a Q&A and answer some of the questions that you guys submitted over on Instagram. You know, I just thought this was a really good way to end this year. And when I asked for questions to be submitted, I was like, can you, let, let's not do the stepmom questions. I don't really want to talk about step parenting today, mostly because I think I'm really trying to hone in or push the fact or just encourage all the stepmoms who are struggling right now to stop thinking so much about being a freaking stepmom and to stop being consumed by the extra stress and everything that's going on. Because I say this all the time and I'm going to keep saying it, being a better stepmom doesn't come from stepmom tips and conversations and all of that. Obviously they help, but you have to be happy and secure and confident and you know, feel good about yourself. That's where change really happens. So hopefully the questions that we answer today do that for you. Some of them are deeper than others. We're talking about, you know, reflections on marriage. And we're also talking about my favorite pair of tights. So to me, all of that is in the equation of living a kick-ass life because, you know, I'm all about the look good, feel good, but yeah. That's what's happening today. I am rambling. This is what happens when I don't really have a script, but we are going to dive into the episode. Guys, before we do, I really just want to say thank you. 
I want to say thank you so much to every single person who has listened to this podcast, who's shared it on their socials, who's left a review, who is helping me spread the word, who sends kind messages, DMs. Just, I have been thinking a lot about what I get to do every single day. And the fact that I am able to support a community of women and connect with women and inspire people to just you know, get to a place where they can basically thrive amongst the bullshit in life. It's such a gift and it's such a treat and I could not do it without all of you. So with that, I just want to say thank you. And with that, I also want to say, if you haven't left a review yet, can you please leave a review? (laughs) Because they really, really help. All right, let's get to the Q&A. All right. So question submitted on Instagram. I don't know why, but for some reason I wrote down some of your names and in other situations I didn't. So Wendy Keller asks, what's one change that you have made that has the most impact on your marriage? If I'm being totally honest, I don't nag as much. I feel like I was sweating the small stuff a lot and I'm really about playing the long game now and just asking myself, does this really matter? I was a huge nag, actually. I was kind of on my husband all the time. And I think that was really hard for him. And actually, funny enough, so Darren just wrote a little article for something coming out in the exclusive stepmom community. And he had said that one of his tips for stepmoms was to not nag as much and be really careful about how you express your needs and your wants and your concerns. You know, your partner doesn't want to spend time with you if he feels like he's just being bitched at all the time. So I guess I stopped bitching so much and I stopped (laughs) nagging so much. And uh, yeah, it, it helps. I highly recommend that strategy. All right, next question. What are things that you and Darren continuously argue about? You know, I'd say we don't argue very much anymore. We more bicker about little things like communication and he's not a great communicator and I like to know all the little details. So we definitely have little hiccups there. But I'd say our big thing is I am just someone who's like, let's just get it done. Let's rip it off. Let's just do it. You know, I just get things done and he can be a bit of a procrastinator. So I will be kind of on him to get things done, you know, which is not really fair for me because just because that's my style doesn't mean that it should be his. And then I would say the other thing that we really um, don't see eye to eye on is I feel like he's too easy on Reese, which is our daughter and she is six. And, you know, I'm all about raising a strong, independent, confident kid. And so I'm very much like, figured out yourself or can you do that on your own or use your words and he treats her like a baby and it drives me nuts so we definitely have different parenting styles with that um but it's I think it's all very normal and natural and I don't know one thing that I do want to share and it's really helped us in our marriage is we both have a lot going on right now and it's just there's so many balls in the air and we both just have a lot of our on our plate 
And it's really easy when you're stressed out to get kind of caught up in your own experience. But what we've started to do, and we've been doing this for a couple of years now, is just asking each other, okay, what do you need from me right now? Like, how can I help you out today? Or, you know, vice versa. So we're really, even though we're both kind of dealing with our own stuff, we're very supportive of the other person saying like, how can I help you do whatever you feel like you need to do? And just even having those conversations on a regular, especially when your partner's super stressed can go a long, long way. So highly recommend that. Okay. This question was, what would you do, share, or talk about if you shifted from the stepmom topics? So this is something I've been thinking a lot about. And, um, you know what? I love sharing my story. I love sharing the lessons I've learned and, you know, I'm all about owning your life and encouraging women to just take control and stop worrying about shit that doesn't matter. I really am like, you are the expert on your own life. So if you don't like something, change it. And I don't think that's ever going to go away. But what I really do love is talking about business and supporting women and basically anyone and using social media and creating a digital platform and creating a life doing what you love. Like I can't believe that I started this blog and didn't think anyone was going to read it. And now I have a business and a team and, you know, I'm far more successful than I would have been if I stayed in the quote unquote real job that everyone thought I was kind of crazy for leaving. So I love teaching just the behind the scenes strategies. So that's what, you know, you're going to see me talk about that a little bit more in the new year. I've just been working on a program. Um, I've been doing some coaching with different entrepreneurs. So I'm going to start to dabble in that because I love it and I'm super passionate about it. But when it comes to the step parenting stuff, that's not going away. But here's the thing, and it goes back to what I've been saying all the things that make you a good stepmom are also just life skills. So I think that this really applies to everyone. Okay, next question. How do you encourage Reese to be so confident at such a young age? So I just really touched on that when I was talking about the thing with Darren, but ask for what you want is what I say to her all the time. Like sometimes kids just kind of look at you and they mumble and they won't look at you in the eye. So I'm very big on look at people in the eye ask for what you want, use your words. I remind her she's strong and brave and smart. And I'm really, really big on positive reinforcement. She's not always confident. She's a very outgoing personality and always has had that. So I think that that's, you know, something that's just natural for her, but I'm really trying to foster that in her. So I'm, I'm really, really, that's something I'm really deliberate about when it comes to my parenting. All right. Next question. I love your style. Do you have any fashion style guidelines, certain brands, colors, budget? Um, yeah, I do. So I actually have a page on my website where you can just shop all of my favorite stuff. So I link things that I love. I don't wear a lot of different clothes. I wear a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And I'm pretty deliberate about that. Like I will invest in a really great sweater that I can wear all the time, right? Like I will wear it, dress it up, dress it down, wear it with tights, wear it with jeans. Um, so I'm pretty big on just being like strategic about what I wear. I don't wear a lot of color. I don't like a lot of color, first of all. But the other piece is, is, you know, if you have a bright pink sweater, you can't wear it all the time. People would be like, oh, that's the girl in the bright pink sweater. So I try to blend in and just wear neutrals. And yeah, I guess that would be my strategy. I shop at Abercrombie a lot lately. I really love their jeans. Aritzia, Lululemon. Um, yeah, check it out. I will link everything for you below. But I think it's really important to 
Yeah. Basically be strategic. Like when you're buying someone's like, when am I going to wear this? Is this practical for me? Can I wear it in several different situations? So if you're going to invest say a hundred bucks or more on a sweater, I think that you need to really have a plan for it. So that's kind of my strategy. So next question, how long did it take you to get your morning routine and get up early? I've been doing it for a few years now, for sure. I think when Reese started to get into more of a routine, I realized that if I was going to have alone time and run this business and still be there for Darren and the kids and just all that, I needed to have some time for me. So it really was about taking baby steps, just waking up earlier and earlier. So 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but I do prioritize sleep. So if I'm super tired and I need the sleep, I need to get seven or eight hours of sleep. I will take that. I sleep in on the weekends. So it really was just a process over time, but listening to your body and what you need while also pushing your ass to get out of bed because you're going to feel so good when you do. So I guess that didn't really answer the question. It was just baby steps. So if you're struggling with it, wake up 15 minutes earlier, et cetera, et cetera. Next question is how do you balance life? Being a mom, a wife working, how do you balance it all? Frig, I don't freaking know. I don't. I just actually posted on Instagram about all the balls that I dropped last week. And it was just a complete gong show. And, you know, there was a period of time or there are periods of time when I'm super organized and I'm on top of everything. And then there's times when I just like forget everything and I'm dropping the balls. And here's the thing. Balance isn't something that you can just check off your to-do list. It's something you have to work at all the time. So when I'm feeling off balance or I'm feeling like a freaking mess, I stop and I ask myself, okay, what can I delegate? What works? What's not working? You know, how can I, you know, shift how I'm responding to things so it minimizes the impact it has on me? How can I, you know, be more productive? So I'm constantly checking in with myself. And here's the thing, you know what you need to do. You are the expert on your own life. So definitely keep that in mind. Again, being a morning person really helps me find a bit more balance It's when I get most of my stuff done and, you know, when I wake up and I get my workout in and I plan my day and, you know, just have that time before anyone says my name in the morning, that is probably my number one tip because you start the day just with really good intentions and you're focused and you're deliberate. Don't go on your phone first thing in the morning. I think that really kind of derails people. I try not to check my email and stuff until later on or until I've done my journaling or whatever I need to do. It's easier said than done, and I'm not perfect at it, but that is something that I really find is helpful. Lindsay asks, what are your top two personal development books? I was thinking about this when I read this question. I don't know right now. I really don't know. I'm really into podcasts. I'm really into the Almost 30 podcast right now, Lori Harder. That's kind of where my head's at right now. When it comes to personal development books, if you're looking for somewhere to start, Jen Sincero, she's actually on the podcast in a couple of weeks. She's the author of You Are a Badass. You Are a Badass at Making Money. That's a really good one. I like The Compound Effect. I like Lori Harder's A Tribe Called Bliss. Anything by Gabrielle Bernstein, Danielle Laporte. Um, Obviously, I'm not even answering this question because I'm over two, but those are really good places to start. And I will link those in the show notes for you. All right, this one is for the coaches, entrepreneurs, creators, or anyone with a service-based business. 
So while supporting stepmoms is my jam, my true passion truly is sharing how I grew this online community and built a business doing what I love. When I started, I knew nothing, nothing about websites, nothing about social media, nothing about marketing, nothing about digital products, nothing about building a brand, nothing. Everything I know I have figured out on my own through online education and a lot of trial and error. For the last five years, I've consumed myself with online courses and Google searches and help desks and business podcasts, and doing so has helped me grow a loyal online community and build a purpose-driven business, and I want to help you get here too. I am so excited because I am kicking off 2021 with a coaching program for digital entrepreneurs. I want to show you how to position yourself as the expert in your online space, grow an email list, and write email newsletters that people actually are excited to open. Create social media content that your community actually engages with. Create content that converts and moves your business forward. Make good money doing what you love. Grow a loyal online community. Come up and search. Optimize your website for SEO. Increase sales and sell products without feeling like a freaking slime ball. I want to show you how to cut the fat in your business and focus on what's moving you forward and create an individualized strategy that will take your business to the next level. So if you are ready, this is a four-week program loaded with information and strategies that you need if you want to do just that. In addition to four group calls, you also get a 60-minute one-on-one session with me, and I will do a brand audit on your website and social media and the opt-ins that you have and give you personalized feedback on how to level up. So if you're interested, head to www.jamiescrimshaw.com forward slash stop playing small to sign up. I am so pumped for this. This is going to change the game. How do you give yourself permission to do self-care when there are other tasks needing to be done? Okay. First of all, there's always going to be shit that you need to do. Okay. There's always going to be something you have to prioritize yourself and just Think about, you know what, I always give this example when I'm not taking care of myself, when I am not taking time for myself, when I'm not, you know, working out or journaling or just having me time, whatever. And I walk into the kitchen and my stepkids have trashed it and left dishes everywhere. I want to lose my shit. And sometimes I do lose my shit. And then that very same situation can affect me completely different when I am in a great headspace and taking care of myself. And, you know, maybe I went for a run that day or Darren and I are, you know, making time for our marriage. So you shouldn't have to give yourself permission. It is your duty for yourself and for your family and for everyone in your life to do what you need to do to show up as your best. So stop with the, I just think women need to stop feeling guilty. And I think there's another question on here saying like, how do you not feel guilty? I have never felt guilty for doing something for me. I do think that's something that Darren really, um, when we first got together, he was like, you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So I don't know if he like learned from past mistakes or I don't really know, but he's always really pushed that on me and I push that on him too. But guys, you don't need permission. Like this should just be a no brainer. Next question. How do you get your butt in gear when you just aren't feeling it? I think you just need to you know, honor the fact that you're not feeling it and listen to your body that day, you know, either watch Netflix, like whatever you feel like you need to do, do it. If you're struggling with whatever, I really am big on just giving yourself a day to 
feel whatever you need to feel. And then the next day, get up early, make a plan, regroup, journal, whatever you need to do and just pushed through. Right. So if you're not feeling it, that's cool. Honor that, but don't pack up and stay in that place because you know, no one feels good about being a slug. (laughs) All right. At what moment did you know that your blog was no longer a hobby and it could become your job? I'd say probably three or four years ago, I really dove into it and saw there was a direct correlation between the effort I was putting in and the revenue. Like I started to see like, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes in terms of like the support I provide and like next level support and that kind of stuff. And I realized that you know, I could make a go of this. I could do this for a living, but I had to be able to put in that time. So I think that's kind of when I saw it happen. I never thought, to be honest, that I would be where I am now. I never thought that I would be able to rationalize not going back to work. I always thought it was just going to be this hobby that made money as a stay-at-home mom or whatever. So it has, like, I've, I've surprised myself in it, but it's, you know, you have to work I guess when you see the effects of your hard work and you see the results, that's when you're like, oh, okay, like this is something. So I don't know. I don't even know if I really answered your question there, but that's kind of when I realized that. Okay. Rachel says motherhood is taking all my sparkle away. What are your tips for keeping yourself bright and fresh? Well, a good tinted moisturizer, Rachel, you need a good tinted moisturizer, I love eyelash extensions. I'm pretty sure you're not totally talking about just the physical thing here, but honestly, if you can get up in the morning and have tinted moisturizer and your eyelash extensions and throw your hair up in a top knot, but not totally look like a slob kebab, it really makes a difference in how you feel during that day. Um, My other thing is, is like, you know, I'm all about comfy clothes. I very rarely put on jeans unless I'm going and doing something or if I'm working. So get some good, like get a good pair of tights, you know, have comfy clothes and, you know, casual wear that looks good too, right? Like you don't need to be in dirty sweatpants to feel comfortable. So I just say like, take care of yourself. So I'll link actually the tinted moisturizer. I will link my favorite brow stuff and like a bunch of makeup and stuff below, but that goes a long, long way. Okay. Colin asks, you talk a lot about journaling. Have you always journaled and how do you stay motivated? Here's the thing, guys. I don't journal every single day as this religious practice that I have to wake up and I have to journal no matter what, right? Like if I want to journal, I journal, but I know how great it makes me feel. So I typically do it. Right. So if I'm not motivated to do it, I'm not going to do it, but I do it when I'm feeling anxious or flustered and unorganized, or I need to regroup. I love a morning routine. So I do journal as part of my morning routine. I write out my goals, you know, my plan for the day, things I'm grateful for, but I don't overthink it. I think a lot of people really want to start journaling, but they just don't know how to, they think that there's a certain way to do it. Put your pen to the paper and get your thoughts out there. Like that's literally all you have to do. Next question. What are your best organization tools, strategies, and tips? Hmm. Okay. Um, Like I said, sometimes I have this together. Other times I don't. Just know you don't have to do it all. You can ask for help, delegate, make a plan for the day in the morning. That goes a long, long way. Don't add too much onto your to-do list. Like be very realistic about what you can and cannot do and try not to multitask. So focus on one thing, move to the next. I think sometimes, I don't know about you, like 
There's times when I'm like working on a blog post and then I'm doing something else for my business. And then I have a call and then I do a load of laundry and then I decide I'm going to wash my bedroom sheets and stuff. It's like, you're always doing all the things and you're doing things half-assed and you're constantly trying to refocus on what you need to do when, I don't know. I just think it's very confusing and counterproductive to multitask. So try not to multitask. Honestly, I don't feel really organized right now. So it's a weird question for me to answer, but it is actually one of my big goals for 2021 is to just feel more organized. So we can be in this together. What is your favorite brow product concealer foundation? Okay. So Haley Bogart is a, I think she's a makeup artist. She's a makeup line. She's in Toronto, Ontario. I just ordered her stuff a few months ago and it's so freaking good. I literally threw everything else in the garbage. Um, so she has a brow kit. She has everything. So I would check her out. I will link her for you guys. You know, this is a really good time to be supporting small businesses as well. So definitely go give Haley some love. And seriously, the concealer is so freaking good. Oh, I also love the face mask, the clay face mask. Also really good. How not to be jealous of others. Okay. So that's a loaded question. And one we could definitely dive into in a whole podcast episode, but I think that people are jealous of other people when they're spending a lot of time worrying about what other people are doing. And when you're doing that, you haven't found something that you're really into yourself. So if you're focusing a lot on what other people are doing or what they have or what their life looks like, and you're just feeling jealous, you need to change where you're putting your time and energy and focus on creating a life that you're passionate about. So honestly, personal development, use, you know, dive into why you feel the way you do and what makes you insecure and what is holding you back from doing what you want. Because chances are, if you're jealous of someone else, you're not living the type of life that you want to be living. So I would use it as motivation as well. So if you see someone really killing it, be like, oh, it's a possibility, right? But ask yourself, why do I feel this way? And am I sitting here? Is this healthy jealousy? Is this jealousy that's inspiring me and motivating me? Or is this unhealthy jealousy? And I'm just sitting here pissed off that someone has a better life than me, but not doing anything to make it better. So that would be my thoughts on jealousy. Did you lose or change friendships when you married a man with kids? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I moved to another town, so I didn't hang out with the people who I was hanging out with as much because I was with my husband and the kids and, you know, there was a drive. So I spent a lot of time really trying to hang on to all my old friendships, but it became exhausting. And I know this is probably not the way that most people look at friendships, but I think that friendship should be easy. And I really do feel like people come into your life for a reason and sometimes for a season. So a lot of the friends that I am not, the people that I didn't keep in touch with as I became more you know, involved in the life that I have now, they were amazing friendships and they served a purpose in that time. And we were there for each other during a period of time. But I think friendships aren't something that you should have to force and it shouldn't feel like a chore to keep them. So that's my thoughts on that. So yeah, I definitely lost some friendships. I also gained a lot of really great friendships. Um, you know, life moves on and evolves. And I think when you have kids or are a stepmom, things that you think are important or things that resonate with you or that interest you or conversations you want to have are just different. So 
you know, and you see that with any change in life, your friendships typically will switch a little bit. What is your best tip? The one thing that you wish that someone would have told you about? Hmm. I didn't even prepare. I had like notes for how to answer these questions and I missed this one. What is the one thing that I wish someone would have told you? You know, I wish that my parents would have told me to follow my gut and talk about that a little bit more because my gut has never steered me wrong. And I think that a lot of times people spend a lot of time worrying about what other people are going to think and what other people think they should and shouldn't do and what's the right way to do life. And I wish that someone told me early on to be the expert on your own life, follow your gut, don't worry about what other people think, and just really do what feels right for you. Because that attitude has really changed my life. And I wish that I would have had my parents or someone earlier in life really coach me on that. And, you know, I think the other piece is is success there's this definition of success and like parents will say, oh, you need to do this to be successful or you need to go to university or you need to do this type of job or this is what your life should look like. Success looks so different for so many different people. So yeah, I just wish that someone would have taught me to be the expert on my own life earlier because that has definitely changed the game. All right. What do you do for yourself on a daily, weekly and monthly basis? Okay. So obviously I've talked about it a lot. I wake up before the kids, I journal, I get my eyelashes done. And I know that sounds like such a superficial thing to do, but I go every two weeks, I lie on a table, I fall asleep. No one says my name. And then it basically saves me from having to get ready in the morning. I just put tinted moisturizer on and my eyelashes and you know, that just, there's so many benefits to that. So that's kind of my, my thing. I go to bed early. I don't ever feel like I need to stay up when the kids are still up. So as soon as Reese goes to bed, I, I get into bed, I do my thing. And I just am never, I never feel guilty about taking time when I need it. So I really pay attention to how I feel. If I'm feeling irritable or off or unaligned, I go do something for myself. So that is a really, really big thing for me. Okay. Top things or takeaways from 2020. Well, number one, and I talked about this first, tomorrow owes us nothing. I think 2020 taught us that like, oh, like shit can change real quick. So you just don't know what's going to happen. So just having nothing's guaranteed. Second thing is, is I do think that I, well, I know I married the right man. And this is something that I've really been thinking a lot about during quarantine and just 2020, because it's been a lot of time at home, a lot of time with my family and a lot of time with Darren And uh, I loved it. I loved it. And I think you saw there was a lot of divorces (laughs) in COVID. I think divorce lawyers were just, you know, loving it. They were super busy. Um, But I realized that he's the guy who I, like, I chose right. Because if you can spend all of that time together and really thrive during stressful situations like that, then, um, yeah, you obviously made the right choice. Because, Frig, I can't imagine being with someone or being locked in a house with someone who kind of irritated you or you just didn't jive. So anyway, I married the right man. I realized that I'm an introvert. I always thought I was an extroverted introvert, but I'm definitely an introvert. And I really loved the alone. Like I'm not craving social interaction right now. I'm not like, oh, I wish we could just have a big Christmas party. I'm not. Um, I just realized how introverted I am. And um, 
you know, the other thing is, is that I'm craving more space in life. And I think COVID really taught me that we are so on the go. We're just on the go people. Um, Darren, I, that's mostly because of Darren. Darren's really like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Let's go do something. And I'm not really like that. And COVID has made me realize just how much I miss that space. I love writing and sharing and working on my website and being creative and creating content. And I had more time to do that this year and I loved it. So space is something that's super important to me. Next thing, ebbs and flows that I, and I talk about ebbs and flows a lot, but you know, I realized in COVID there were weeks where I was like, Oh, I got this. Things are great. Like things are really, really well going really, really well. And then other times I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a freaking shit show. Like I am such a shitty parent or, you know, I'm not on the same page as my partner or like all these things are going on. Like nothing, it's just like constantly evolving. And I think I realized that that's okay. Right. That we're striving for balance. We're striving to feel more organized. We're striving to have healthy relationships, but it's okay when it's not the way you want it to be. It's not just something you can check off a to-do list. So, you know, COVID really reminded me of that because there were definitely some ups and downs with step parenting and parenting and co-parenting and all the things this year. So that was big, just ride the waves and embrace the chaos. And when things are really good, just enjoy it. Cause it's not always going to be that good. How do you take your coffee Two creams? I also have milk too. Um, but I do like Americano with two creams. What are your new year's resolutions? You know, I'm not really into new year's resolutions right now, or they're not specific new year's resolutions. It's really basically what I've been working on throughout this year. It's like making memories of people I love, continuing to support women, you know, I, I should probably eat some more greens and tone my ass and get more organized and just, you know, working on that kind of stuff, just trying to be better than you were yesterday. So it's not some big resolution that I have. Um, love a clean slate though. Like I'm definitely going to try to get back on track in the new year, but basically the same things that, yeah, the same things that I strive for every, every day, just kind of continuing to grow and doing better. All right, guys, that is it. My voice, I don't know if you can hear it on the microphone or not, but I feel like I am losing my voice. I'm running out of steam, which is pretty symbolic because I kind of feel like I'm running out of steam right now when it comes to life and work and everything. I really need this break. I really need a break um, over the holidays. I'm just planning on taking some time to just chill. By the time this comes out, I will be kind of on my break or in the process of just relaxing and, and taking that space. So I hope you have the chance to do that too. I hope you know how much I appreciate you guys. I am grateful for you. Like I said before, take the space. Happy New Year. Don't feel pressure to do anything for anyone. You are the expert on your own life. And if you want change in 2021, if you are like, you know what? I am done playing small. I am done feeling the way I feel. I'm done feeling consumed by extra stress, whatever it is. I'm here to help you. There's lots of different options and ways to work with me over on my website, but please know like you are the expert on your own freaking life. And if you're unhappy right now, or if things don't feel right, Let's do something about it, okay? Because it's just no way to live. All right, that's it. Wrapping up 2020. Chat with you in the new year. 
Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.